So Mel, what motivates someone to become an activist? Well, for me, it started right after I moved to New York. In 1988, the Upper West Side of New York where we moved was not actually the safest area. And um, we bounced around a few apartments and then we finally bought our first place. And there was a building across from the building of our new apartment that was um, kind of like a flop house, so kind of seedy. There were a lot of loitering people outside and people wouldn't want to really cross the street in front of that building. They would, they would move away. And the day we're moving in to our new, brand new life on the Upper West Side, our first big apartment, this guy jumps out of the fifth floor of that building to his death. And of course, it was shocking. There were ruckus on the streets and sirens and, you know, it interrupted our move-in. But what was actually really most shocking to me at that time was the way everything went back to normal, like 20 minutes later, half an hour later. Suddenly, it's as if nothing happened. And that really shook me. And... I was curious about why someone could plunge to their death and have a neighborhood go back to normal so quickly and why this building, you know, produced that result. And so, uh, you know, I started pulling the thread on that question and organized a couple of people to join me. And we went into that building and we interviewed residents. And what we discovered was amazing, like shocking. We People had no food. They had no health care. The conditions of the building were deplorable, like you know, black mold in the bathrooms and hallways that hadn't been cleaned in years, and a landlord that was very uh, complacent. And the question was what to do about it. So we organized the block. We started raising money for this building. We started a food program. We brought in the local governance. We invited visiting nurses to come and check out every resident. They started their own tenants association and stood up to the landlord. And for the first time, this block, this entire block, not just this building, this entire block transformed. And suddenly kids who were afraid to even go near that building were walking up to the residents and calling them by name. Like my own son was like, hi, Harry, on his way to nursery school. It was it was really transformative. After that experience, I joined the community board and that exploded my world. It wasn't just about people across the street who needed food. It was homelessness. It was seniors who couldn't afford housing. It was children in public housing developments with no safe place to play. It was fighting big developers who were basically overrunning the community. And I loved it. You know, I'm trained as a systems engineer, which means I look often at the very biggest picture and the connections between different parts of society. And suddenly I was dropped into this community which deals with the problems of a metropolis, you know, face to face with everyday needs of people and finding out what makes a difference for them. And I just got involved. One of the projects that I worked on for 15 years was the Recreation Center on 59th Street, right next to the public housing. So kids that were in the public housing that live there 
are very marginalized. They're off in the corner of the community. There's no real parks around, no kind of team sports. And they really were in desperate need of a place to go. And so there was an old dilapidated recreation center with a with a pool that was broken and, and disused for a decade. And when a developer came in, we began to negotiate to build a new recreation center there. And they said, we'll chip in a little bit. And then the next developer, we'll chip in a little bit. And the next developer. And so tooth and nail over 15 years, we raised $15 million to build that center. And it's so awesome to see, you can walk by that center and see kids playing every day, you know, in the water, in the summers, in the, in the winter, in the pool inside. And it's just, it's magical the difference that that project created for people, even though it took all those years fighting with developers to make that happen. So Mel, you went from system engineering to direct activism in your community and now talking about the money system. So what's this about? When I look back over those 30 years of living on the Upper West Side and, and being a community activist and leader, what really shows up for me, again, taking this systems perspective, is for some people we had a big difference in like kind of day-to-day -day quality of life, like going to a new school or visiting a new park or being able to ride your bike or being able to get a, a, a decent meal once a day. Those really are improvements. But on the larger scale, the needle didn't change. In fact, on the larger scale, the needle went backward. The people that are marginalized are more marginalized. The community that we live in is now overdeveloped. The carbon footprint that we produce is actually worse than it was 30 years ago. In fact, we've burned more carbon in the last 30 years than in the entire history of humankind. And What I realized was that all these issues are really just symptoms of a deeper cause. And if we could harness the kind of activism that we did to address these symptoms, to address the cause, it would be a whole different world. And when I look back at that, every issue, every fight we had in the community was a fight about money every time. Money was at the base of all of it. And when I met you, you were already talking about money. You were saying, let's change the money system. And that really struck a chord with me. You know, if we were able to take that activism and that those positive results we got on the Upper West Side to this systemic issue of the money system, And bring that power to redefining what wealth means. Wealth is not just zeros and ones in a bank account. Wealth is walking through a fabulous park. Wealth is waking up feeling safe and not having to scrounge for food. Wealth is being able to know that you have health care. Wealth is knowing people in your community that you can socialize with at ease. That's what wealth is. And we want to transform 
this question of money into a much bigger question of wealth and how do we get there. We're an independent, listener-supported podcast. Thanks to our producer, Riley Paul. Support us by rating this episode and sharing with all your friends. And to learn more, join us at potofgold.world. I'm Stephanie Overbach. And I'm Mel Wymore. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.